I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the President and CEO of the Music School of Delaware, Kate Ransom. Welcome, Kate. Thanks. Glad to be back. I'm so glad you're here. We're we're doing this uh, after your fall season has already gotten started, but you have such an incredibly active year with programming, with classes, with with uh, activities that there's there's always a lot to talk about. Uh, for our listeners uh, that aren't familiar with you as much, uh, just give us a little bit of background about the music school. I mean, you really are a, uh, you're a model, and, and you, you have some uh, characteristics about you that are unique to music schools, community music schools. That's true. Um, so the Wilmington Music School and the Delaware Music School in Milford, Delaware, or became the Music School of Delaware when the two organizations came together in around 2007. So um, one of the unique things about that is that created a statewide service delivery model for lessons, classes, and ensembles. Um, and that is unique in the United States. There are hundreds of community art schools, many, many, many community music schools, um, a, a lot of them that are independent schools like the Music School of Delaware. None of them are statewide, and it's one of the advantages of being in a small state. We can actually create a model where we can deliver lessons, classes, and ensembles throughout the state. We also serve people in in Maryland, New Jersey, and uh, Pennsylvania. Now, and your, your two base sites, your original site, uh, in, in here in Wilmington, and then the Milford site, which had been the Delaware Music School, although you recently moved into a new uh, facility down in Milford. We did. One year ago, we renovated a new site on Walnut Street, right in the heart of Milford. We had been in a site uh, down the street in Milford, and we wanted to stay in, in the center of the city. So we're delighted with our new space. We were able to renovate it with help from the community, from the, from the city of Milford, and from the state of Delaware. Um, the, uh, together, individuals and um, government agencies and foundations provided the funding for us to renovate what was an architect firm. So we now have a really suitable space there with a nice performance space that we'll be using in just a couple of days with our Autumn Music Magic uh, faculty concert uh, at the Milford branch of our school on October 23rd. So we want to be a thriving, active school throughout the state. We deliver over 100 performances, um, both at our two branches and at outreach locations uh, around the region. So um, we are a we are a pretty um, pretty significant performing presence throughout the throughout the region really mm-hmm. now you, you mentioned the satellite operations you're you have you have the facilities in Wilmington and Milford but you also reach out into several other communities throughout the state we certainly do and there's a couple of ways we do that and one is our satellite locations where more limited programming is offered but that allows people more convenience to reach the satellites that are in Dover Pike Creek we have one in Lewis we have a new one in Hokessen that's just been running a couple of years and we have one in Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. So um, that's one way that we are um, addressing the issues of people not having to commute in their busy lives. Mm-hmm. The other thing we do is we partner with about 17 mm-hmm. elementary and preschools, and we deliver our early childhood music program. And the Music School of Delaware has really a standard-setting program that is based in the 
early childhood learning theory. So essentially, children are learning and developing and growing using music as a medium for that. We reach a thousand children, and that's uh, through that program. And and uh, close to half of those are considered underserved populations. So this is a very important outreach that the school delivers, and it helps us again get past the barriers of transportation or. Uh, availability of uh, parents to bring students and that way we can partner in neighborhoods and in inner city locations um, and again reach people in a more convenient accessible way and and I believe if I'm not mistaken that there's you've also been doing some work through the Milford branch uh, in the capital school district yes this is our second year and um, we've been thrilled to be the partner with the capital school district to start a strings program in the Capital School District. Um, the um, enrollment in that program has already increased significantly, and we think this is not only a great program for Capital School District, but hopefully a wonderful model where we can partner with other school districts to provide excellence in music mm-hmm. education and something that is not possible to happen just through the public school system at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, your range of teachers is, is phenomenal. I was looking at the at the list on your website, which, by the way, is musicschoolofdelaware.org. Correct. Uh, and it, it's just an incredibly impressive list of, of musicians that are in the Delaware Symphony. And, 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 and also, if I'm not mistaken, they take advantage of both sites. Some of those teachers teach out of both the Wilmington site and the Milford site. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Um, we've actually create, created a faculty model that includes what we call core faculty positions, And that group of maybe 12 or 14 teachers out of our 90 teachers, they teach exclusively for the Music School of Delaware. And um, so we are their primary professional teaching job. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, some of those teachers will teach at both locations. They may live closer to Milford or they may live closer to Wilmington, but they're willing to make the trip. And we obviously have a demand to meet in both those areas. Most of our faculty, they're all wonderful, very experienced, very seasoned teachers. They're, um, they all have you know, degrees in music or advanced degrees in music. They are an extraordinary resource for the community. And really, that's, that's the heart of what we are. We're a music resource for the region, and we're a community of wonderful artists, teachers, composers, and, and performers and our role is to be available so that people can experience music excellence, whatever it is that they want to pursue, mm-hmm. whatever level they are, whatever age they are. Now, let's look at the flip side, your, your student population. What, what are the demographics there, the range in age, where they come from? Well, we say that we deliver music excellence for everyone. And when you look at the list of who we serve and on our student list, it is really literally people from every walks of life, all ages. Some of our students are in their 80s. Some of them are infants. But um, one interesting factoid is that we draw students from 185 public and private schools to the Music School of Delaware hmm. to pursue their musical, personal musical goals. That, that's amazing. Uh, how do you... Um how do you reach out? How do you market, for lack of a better word? I mean, how, how do you let people know about the availability of your, your instruction? Well, we go on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we, we try every means within our creative 
um, and strategic thinking and within the scope of our very limited marketing budget. Um, we don't have big bucks for that. So we obviously take advantage of any kind of free listings that are available to us, and we are very um, very conscientious about making sure our activities and events are posted there. Um, we reach out through things like we have a kiosk at Christiana Mall mm, near near okay. where the Target is there, and um, and that is sort of a larger scale way of reaching people who are coming through Christiana Mall. Um, we do take a limited run of radio advertising and a little bit of print media advertising. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we send a ton of emails. We use social media extensively at this point. But the, the best recommendation of all is the word of mouth from our families. Mm-hmm. Um, the families and students, the adults who are enrolled at the school, when they tell a friend about it, when they say, oh, I just started taking the guitar um, or my son is taking the flute or whatever they might be pursuing, that is the best endorsement of all. Mm-hmm. Their experience with the individual instruction and our instructors, their dedication, their passion, and and their experience, it's usually just a wonderful, wonderful magnet. And the Music School of Delaware is a place people come to pursue something that they love. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Not only are you known for, for teaching excellence, uh, but also for organizational management uh, governance excellence. You are – talk a little bit about the national accreditation that you have that is pretty unique for – for music schools. Uh, well, thank you, Paul. For one thing, I'd like to just mention, too, that we have a stellar board of directors. Uh, they are so smart and so dedicated and so generous with their time and their resources. They are dedicated to developing themselves as a board. And I've been at the school now. This is my 20th year. The board has just developed and developed and developed, stayed um, the stayed the course through the recession in such a wonderful way, continuing to do strategic planning, um, just incredibly dedicated. So that that uh, excellence of leadership, I think, starts at the top at the Music School of Delaware. Yes, national accreditation um, <laughs> is something that I earnestly believe to be a great tool, and I believe that that is the primary purpose and benefit of seeking national accreditation. Accreditation, when it's handled in a global way, when you're really doing a 360-degree review, self-assessment followed by an on-site assessment by outside visitors, it is an organizational way of pursuing excellence. So that is an important commitment for the school. Each time we've gone through this process, and we first attained national accreditation in 2004, and so our next cycle is actually coming up in 2020, and we're starting to prepare for it mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Each time you go through that as an organization, if it's employed in that, in that comprehensive way, it is a means to say, hey, we're doing a great job at all these things, but we have a little soft spot here. We sure could improve that. And really that's the same process as what we do as musicians or in the arts, we mm-hmm. keep trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And another feather in your cap is the, uh, I think it was in 2010, the music school received a governor's award for the arts. We did. That right. was extremely gratifying right. to to be recipient of the state's 
highest award in the arts. Mm -hmm. Quite an honor. Yeah. Now, I, I'm intrigued. You mentioned you've been, been with the music school for 20 years. What have you seen change over those 20 years in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, student interest in in lessons or or parent sometimes it's more the parents interest in lessons have, have you seen uh, what what sort of yeah, what sort of changes have you seen in the dynamics in you know a, attracting people and 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 what uh, i don't know if what's been going on in public schools you know there's that perception that there's less music and art available have have you noticed you know shifts in dynamics well, of course, the landscape is always changing in what is able to be delivered through the public schools. Um, we at the Music School of Delaware would like to see every public school have a robust arts program and mm -hmm. a robust music program. We consider ourselves to be the partner in that effort. And we are a place where a student who has maybe a, a more, um, more passionate, intense interest might want to come for private lessons. And, of course, if they get better quicker than some of the other kids who aren't taking private lessons. They bring that back to the school and strengthen their ensembles at the school. Unfortunately, uh, the lands landscape does change a lot, and so there are ebbs and flows to the availability of the arts through public education. The Music School of Delaware has been a constant since 1924, and now we are a constant in the state, and so there is a place to go for every student. The school has transformed in many, many ways over the past two decades, and the world has as well. So the means of communicating with families and the general public have really been transformed in the last two decades. The use of social media, the use of email has now become the primary way to reach people, not an alternative way. So um, we've had to grow and change as an organization with that. Our programming has expanded remarkably. We started the Suzuki Academy, which now has 110 families in it. Um, that's now in its 11th year. Um, the, the Delaware Youth Symphony Orchestra started more recently and now has about 70 kids in it and has taken a tour overseas. These are really important and singular programs in the state and actually in the region. So... Um, we are looking at where we can meet demand and create distinctions for the school through meeting those demands. Um, you know, the school has a great heritage of excellence, and, and that, has, that standard has been sustained. It was established in the very beginning of the school when for the first 30 years of the school we shared the same string faculty as the Curtis Institute mm. in mm. Philadelphia. So right away, that was established, and, and we maintain that to this very day. Um, but programming-wise, we're giving way, way more public performances and um, letting, the, letting the public know about them. Our student recitals that happen every month, our ensemble programs such as the Wilmington Community Orchestra and our wonderful Delaware Women's Chorus, um, there are not really comparable organizations to to the scope of what is offered by the Music School of Delaware. And I, and I know uh, for a fact that there have been events where the governor has tapped the uh, Music School of Delaware for um, musicians to uh, appear at uh, some of the governor's events. I know some uh, right. an event he had at Buena Vista 
uh, this last year. So uh, yes. it's, and again, I think we'll be at the Delaware Day. Right. Event. Yes. yes. Yeah. That, I think that was the event. Yeah. That's correct. So uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as as a, a parent of former music students, yeah. A parent of children who were who were not students at the music school, but you know they went through the public school music programs. You hear the term student recital, and you're not sure what you're necessarily going to get. But I've been to your student recitals, and I mean the caliber of students coming out of the music school is really quite phenomenal. So between the student recitals, the faculty recitals, there's so much. Uh, that you offer for for the general public beyond those who are just students at the school. Could you speak to the expansion of musical genres uh, over time? I mean, I've I've seen uh, just a tremendous growth in in you know what offerings the music school has. Yeah, well, I think always embedded within the programs of the school have been popular forms of music. So. Even back in the I think it was the 30s when accordion bands were all the rage. The music school had a big program of accordion bands, mm-hmm. and um, we were very central to the development of the jazz legacy in in Wilmington. So in the 60s and into the 70s, we had a very primary role, and we were really one of the movers in um, in jazz prospering in our area. Today, um, about 10 years ago, we started um, what we call the studio rock, jazz, and folk at the Music School of Delaware. And it encompasses a lot of different genres, a lot of different instruments, um, folk instruments, electric guitar, rock instruments. We have rock bands. We have rock combos. We do a jam it session and an open mic night now about once a month. So there's a lot for everyone. Now, I, I'm looking at your, your uh, performances listings on your, on your website. I'm seeing cultural crossroads. You, you've talked about some of the different ensembles. You've talked about the studio, rock, jazz, and folk. Uh, the classical cafe. What, what are some of these programs that are available to the public? Well, that just sp- speaks to the variety of what we offer. So the cultural crossroads, um, Chris Braddock, our head of our guitar department, he arranges these creative programs several every year. The one that opens this season is called The Sights, Sounds, and Flavors of the 1930s. So this one is actually devoted to an era of music. And um, we also expanded to sometimes into cuisine and other, um, other, let's say, aspects that mark a certain era. In this case, uh, Toll House chocolate chip cookies mm. came into being in the 1930s. So there's going to be let's make some mm. chocolate chip, chip cookies in addition to the music. But... The Cultural Crossroads, over its 10 years of, of, um, of programming, it has spanned probably almost every culture across the globe, whether it's the music of Asia, the Middle East. We have done almost everything, and um, it, it varies a lot. The, um, the two cafes, the Classical Cafe in Wilmington on Saturday mornings and the Mispillion Cafe, which we've just started in Milford, Delaware, those are topical talks. Usually there's going to be um, coffee and donuts at the Saturday morning one in Wilmington. The one coming up in, um, in November, uh, it's called uh, Pastries and Music or something, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And so our, um, our branch director, who is a phenomenal violinist, Amos Fayette, he's going to be giving a little talk about what it's like to have a career in music. And 
People will enjoy some pastries and coffee. So there's a lot of variety. A lot of uh, everything is very nominally priced. So if there is a ticket price, and a lot of these programs, like all of our student programs, are mostly for free. Um, but it'll be a nominal ticket price, like five or ten dollars for a ticket. And uh, anyone who's enrolled at the school is given the option to get complimentary tickets as part of their educational program. Hmm. So uh, just a, an incredibly wide array of programming uh, uh, for the public, uh, a vast array of, of opportunities for instruction and learning. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, uh, for the range of students that you teach, we've got about a minute left, um, what is the range of the outcomes? Do I mean, they don't all become professional musicians, but what is the value of a music education for those? It's obvious for those who do become professional musicians. But for those who don't, what is the value of, of a musical education? Right. Yes, a small percentage every year go on to study music at the college level and become performing artists or go into the field of music. But for the most part, it's people who simply enjoy learning an instrument or singing. Um, they enjoy getting better at something. They enjoy the beauty of music and musical expression or the experience of playing together in an ensemble with others to make music. So the joy of music and the love of music is inherent in, in whether you're going to go off and to become a professional or whether you're going to become an audience member of the mm -hmm. future, mm -hmm. an art supporter of the future. Mm -hmm. If you're a little bit more educated and informed and experienced at doing something, just like if you've tried to play a sport, when you go and listen to someone who's doing it at an extremely uh, advanced and excellent level, your appreciation of it is all the deeper. Mm -hmm. Well, Kate Ransom, I'm so glad we had this chance to talk today. Thanks for joining us, representing the Music School of Delaware with a really exciting series of programs coming up. Uh, check out musicschoolofdelaware.org. Thanks so much. Thank you.